What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the podcast. This is like one of our last episodes of this season, which is pretty exciting. It's been a fun ride. We started this like, what, June, I think, right before the book released, which I can't believe that the freaking book, The Art of Getting It Wrong, has been out for almost six months now. Yeah. That is wild. If you haven't picked it up, y'all should do that because- a good book. I might be biased, but I think it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> we've had some really cool guests on, but you know, it's been a fun kind of mix and match of some of our friends, old and new, meeting new people, getting to interview people. But we have some friends coming on the podcast today. It's been a decade now that we've been able to. We were talking about this on the way here today. I'm like, it's really been 10 years. Yeah. Feels like time moves. So fast when you're old, (laughs) (laughs) but we, uh, we lived in St. Louis, uh, whenever we first met these guys, um, they're amazing. Uh, Matt is arguably one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Um, I think I can confidently say that he would never say that, but I can say that. (laughs) And, uh, and they, and his wife, Leslie, they are like a power couple in every possible way. Some of the most down to earth, amazing, humble, kind, generous people out there. And, uh, we are really, really excited to get to welcome them to the podcast today, Matthew and Leslie holiday, amazing, amazing people. Welcome guys. So glad you're here. You can keep talking about us if you want. That feels good. Like compliment. <laughs> the most beautiful simple. people. Yes, just thank absolutely you. Stop it. Five the minutes. whole family. Stop that. <laughs> oh, we're uh, glad to be here. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 hard to believe. Like I'm trying to think back. Like I think it was 2012 that we yeah. met you guys. We had, we had dinner at your house. Yeah. 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 It was like uh, y'all had won the 2011 World Series at the Cardinals. I grew up a baseball guy and then somewhere along the way became a musician and stopped caring about sports altogether. Uh, And then like moving to St. Louis, it was funny because like you can't not be a a Cardinals fan. Like it doesn't matter, you know, what what you do, who you are, what your religion is, what your race is, what how much money you make, where you live, where you went to high school, because that's the big thing in St. Louis. Like <laughs> you're a Cardinals fan, you know, right. and uh, everybody wears red on game day. Like so, uh, it was and a fun we deal. Quickly did become Cardinals. I, fans. I immediately the whole family, the kids yeah. came obsessed. Yeah, a funny story about when we met you guys and y'all came over for dinner. Um, <laughs> our daughters. They were in elementary school at the time. They said that they went to school the next day and they said, Matt Holiday came over to our house. And they said the whole class was like, no, he didn't. You're, You're such a liar. liar. Yeah. <laughs> like goodies. They still yeah, talk about so that. Story. Funny, we were actually, I think I texted you the picture, but uh, it, it was like right after we brought Penelope and Lincoln home from uh, from China. This is five years ago. Um, you were playing for the Yankees at the time, but you were in Dallas. So we took, and that was one of the first like things that we did with Penny that made her really feel like super special. Like this is my family. Oh my gosh. Like getting to go down on the field and take a picture with this mountain of a man who, (laughs) you know, she just thought was like the coolest thing ever. And I think that was that moment that she was like, this is going to be okay, you know. So uh, it was a big moment for her, and she she'll talk about it now because she came to us and she didn't even speak English, and she was so, you know, anxious about this new life and bonding with her new family, and so that was a very special moment for her and for the yeah. whole family. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She still talks about that. <laughs> it's so awesome, like watching you guys as family and all that you guys have done for those kids, and just. It's so cool. And obviously we don't, you know, following on social media is not like actually being part of somebody's life, but like watching uh, your kids get older and just seeing just kind of all the adventures that you guys do. And it's just really cool for Leslie and I to watch, Mm -hmm. like I said, even though it's on social media and it's, (laughs) it's the highlights. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of weird like that, but it's, it's really cool. uh, just how, what an amazing job y'all and opportunities that you've given these kids to have an amazing family and life is, is really cool. And it's, it's, it's been a huge blessing for us for sure. You know, and I think we're, we're really kind of the, the, the blessed ones, you know, as, as the parents to get to be a part of that. So yeah, 
it's fun. But the same, I feel the same way about you guys, like getting to see, like you have your oldest who I was plotting to marry our oldest at one point in our, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be like betrothal from birth kind of thing, but <laughs> didn't, didn't work out like that. That's okay. But um, uh, he's already, he's now playing. He just signed with the Orioles, right? How does that feel? Like, because we had ours move out. Reese moved out. She moved down to Florida. She's, you know, running a very successful kind of social media management company and all kinds of fun stuff with that. And it's just, it's such a different thing <laughs> having grown kids doing grown kids things. Like Matt, is that like for you, man, like your son's following your footsteps? Like, like, what does that feel like for you guys? Like, is that just so it's exciting? A- scary? Awesome. <laughs> All of those things. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, leading up to it, uh, just like the um, the anticipation of his senior year of what this was going to look like. And, and you know, the, the options are, are like, look, he, you know, he comes to Oklahoma State and, um, you know, at the time I was coaching at Oklahoma State, plays for, for me and, and my brother, who's the head coach, and uh, sort of develops that way if he's going to be, you know, sort of this – early projections like second round pick maybe late first round pick like you know there's some teams that like him at the end of the first round and um you know he spends the whole winter sort of training and getting stronger and has this idea in his brain like this goal of of uh, getting drafted in the high first round he has you know Bobby Witt Jr and some of these guys that he's looked up to that um he put, sort of sets his mind to this goal that uh, this is what he wants. He does online school. He's, you know, he's ready to work every morning. We're going to the field. He's doing his weight training. He's doing his practice. He's hitting with me. And just to watch the progression of him getting stronger and then all of a sudden, like, and then his season starts and then all the, the scouts are starting. You know, it, it just was really yeah. cool to see, like, all this culmination of hard work where now they're talking about drafting him in the 14 to 15 range and, and the Padres and some of these teams are picking in that range or are at the house and they bring in 10 people in to have dinner and talk to him and get to know him and they love him. And then all of a sudden the teams in the seven to 10 range are, are calling and wanting to have more interaction and talking about, they want to draft him. And then next thing you know, the top three or four teams are asking us to come or they want to come to the house and they're coming to the games and the general managers are showing up and all these powerful people are watching, you know, his sort of last two weeks of his season. And then you roll that right into, okay, now we don't know what's going to happen. We know he's not going past three or four. <laughs> Getting up to the draft, he's going to be picked in the top three picks. He's not coming to college. He's not going to play for me. He's yeah. going somewhere uh, sometime in July. And so we sort of have this, this new reality. And then he gets drafted, you know, leading up to the draft. And then draft day – uh, sort of the week before we take him with us uh, to the Ethan's tournaments and we're traveling around just trying to keep it um, and maybe even enjoying like sort of this last family, like before life really kind of takes this next chapter change. Mm-hmm. And so it was just fun having him and, and, and just kind of leading up to the draft and watching him handle it emotionally and how mature uh, he handled it. And then, you know, draft day shows up and, and just kind of the way it played out and, yeah. You know, two minutes before the draft, you get a call from from his agent saying, hey, look, the Orioles are going to draft him with the number one overall pick and and the, the excitement. And uh, they didn't know uh, because I only found out, you know, 20 seconds before the announcement on the show. <laughs> wow. Wow. So the excitement of the family and all the friends that we had over for the draft party uh, in real time finding out on the TV instead of sort of this, you know, everybody finds out early and then we watch as we know what's already going to happen. Uh, we actually found out in real time, wow. barring me I feel like 20 seconds before, but <laughs> I let them sort of find out on TV drafted number one overall, the excitement and watching wow. the kids and then, uh, this, this, I guess the surrealness of, of him. Okay. Like this is real. Like, you know, it, leading up to it, he still lives in that room over there and we still train and he's still sort of this baby face kid. And then like, <laughs> hey, he's a professional. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's been it's been a, uh, an exciting couple of months and, and just, you know, the way he's handled it. And he still like plays, stays up late playing video games with his little brother. And, <laughs> you know, like he's a professional, but he's he's still our kid. He, he still would prefer right. to be here watching movies than anywhere else. And. Uh, I think, you know, he went away for a month and we were kind of seeing him, but 
I think when February rolls around and he leaves for a full season of spring training, I, I think it might set in a little bit that like, look, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's, he's on to the next chapter. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. exciting, you know, as you guys know, I mean, it's, it's just different stages in life. It's, it's, you yeah. know, it's, you, you mourn the fact that family will never be that exact same, but right. it's exciting about the new chapter and, and what that looks like. So, yeah. um, is that the question? I don't even remember. No, that's good. Yeah. I, I started with that because it it's sort of like a good setup for the fact that you guys have been married for 20 years now, right? So be 22, 20, yeah. 20, oh my gosh. 20, okay. So two more than us. So 20 years of marriage while being in major league baseball, like a very rare, right? Uh, B to have such a strong marriage that you guys have to have four amazing kids who are like really well adjusted, who love Jesus. You guys love Jesus. Like you love each other. It's obvious you're crazy about each other. Um, I think there's something so cool about the fact that like, you've kind of got this, you've walked the road ahead of him. Like you, you, you can give him good encouragement, good advice, a good example. You've, you have given him those things already, you know? So like, Going back to your your own time, uh, putting yourself where where Jackson is now, like, you know, what what would you tell him? Like, if you could give him, I mean, you probably are already giving him all this advice. Like, what is young Matt Holiday and young Leslie Holiday like? What are those huge things that you feel like you've learned along the way that you you know you want to make sure that you're passing on to him and to Ethan if that's the the path Ethan takes as well and. And really just, I mean, because this can translate to a lot of different things, obviously traveling for baseball is a very different lifestyle, but what are those things that you've built your marriage on? What are those things that you've built your lives on that are just like non-negotiables that have really helped you to succeed that you would want to pass on to people, you know? I would say, I mean, we would start with, look, like we've, we've raised our kids, we've put family as priority. Um, we've been together. We've not done the, the the long distance. We've we've sacrificed some things that people maybe aren't willing to sacrifice with education. And um, there's some gaps in their education. Uh, <laughs> Jackson has math on his fingers. Um, but our, our <laughs> rock has always been. Yeah, our <laughs> rock. <laughs> our rock has always been Jesus. Obviously, Jesus has got to be the center of, of our family, of our relationship of Leslie and I's relationship. And out of that, we've hoped that the kids have seen uh, the priority that we've set as a family and to be together, um, the priority that we've set uh, to raise uh, a, and, and build a family around Jesus and godly principles. And then we hope that that more is caught, right, than taught, or, or we hope that we've somehow balanced the two. Mm-hmm. Um and and we hope that that he has seen qualities in her and I and how we've handled both success, failure, hardship, um, difficult times, uh, that we've handled it in a way uh, that he sees to where he can. Because, look, hard stuff's coming. Hard baseball yeah. stuff's coming. Like, look, it, it's, it's coming. And and. We hope that we've we've been a model and and taught him enough that when it does go south, whether that's baseball or something happens, and and you know we've 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 had enough life that we can we hope that he is has a has a great firm foundation, as God would say, he's built his foundation on a rock and not sand. Uh, when he's drafted, the minute he was drafted, look, that part is over, and it's cool that they gave you a big chunk of money, but. That doesn't it doesn't make you like the new career starts today, like literally right. like work starts today. And you, you know, you're going to treat your teammates and your friends. And hopefully that's something that, that I've had a chance to model. And, and Leslie's in, in different ways, but he's seen my baseball career and how I treated my teammates and hopefully how I treated the people in, in the organization and. So like, you know, that that's something that's very important to me and, and to Leslie as well. But like, look, you you were drafted number one, but that's over. Like you don't get anything for that. Like yeah. you're in the same pool as as the kid from the Dominican Republic who got a thousand dollars. 
mm-hmm. um, but is incredibly talented and he just lives in a, and didn't grow up in the opportunity. So you're in that same pool with the same 30 teams with the same 26 rosters on every team. And your job now is you have to go earn it. And, and obviously um, the hard work and, and everything that goes with that. And so yeah. uh, I think that that's been my biggest thing to him is look, you're in a world pool. You're not in a Stillwater pool. You're not in an American pool. You're in a world pool where all these kids want these same spots. So um, the sacrifice, uh, the discipline, um, all those things matter. And then obviously we talked about, you know, the, the firm foundation of keeping your 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 why and, and your rock as Jesus will help you. You know, this is how, you know, you build out from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just say like something that Jackson and I've talked about a whole lot is just learning how to stay really present. I think a temptation for our our older kids um, is that they just get too far down the road. And so they don't do a very good job of just being where their feet are, being present in the opportunity that they've been given right now. And so I think you can just lose so much perspective when you don't have the wisdom to just be present where you are. And And to me, I think that that helps him st- like stand on a firm foundation and it helps form his identity as a man. If he's willing to say, look, my mission is, um, is, is glorifying the Lord where I am. And, yeah. you know, and I, and I think for me, that's just so important as his mom. And, and I just think, and you guys probably feel the same way. I'm, I'm curious, but like with Reese and, and the older kiddos, like I so badly want them to understand their worth in Christ. And so, because this other stuff, However, it is really cool. And, and right now it matters a lot, but 10, 15 years from now, it's, it's your worth in Jesus that ultimately is going to, uh, where you lay your head on the pillow at night yeah. where you, your confidence comes from. Right. So I, I think for me, like as his mama, I, I really try to encourage, like hold this stuff loosely, compete your tail off, of course, all of those things, but but understand that your identity and your worth is it cannot be shaken if it's in if it's in Christ. And so, um, you know, clarifying just his vision for what defines success, like that sort of stuff. And um, he's a great kid. I I was super nervous when all of this started to happen and people came over and I just told him, I was like, you're on your own, bud. Like, I just want to kind of walk <laughs> answer these questions and be a man. And then, I, and then, you know, it, it gives you, uh, I, I think you let go a little bit easier whenever you see how capable they are, you know? And, um, yeah. I was so impressed with how he handled everything. And, and it was honestly like it, I don't know about you guys, but it caused me to, you know, the song goodness of God, like oh, yeah. it, it, you know, I love it. Obviously it's, it's one of the best, but I would run and listen to those lyrics and just really cry and just like, like God raised this little man and, you know, and it's just such a gift as parents to see your kids grow into um, the 18 and 19 year old men and women, you know, and it's just like, uh, it just caused like, it it just caused me to worship the Lord because I was like, man, you've been so gracious to me as a mom to be able to watch this kid, you know, love you well and love people well and all of that stuff. So it's just been a sweet, sweet, but sad time. You know how it is. Yeah. Like you're yeah. like, what? You know, like, stay ah. young, stay young. And then, oh, yeah. you know, go, but no, actually come home, you know? Yeah. Yes. I never, anyway. like, I, I had no clue. I would cry as much as I did when Reese moved out. Like it was like weeks yeah. of it, like coming. I was just like the day she turned 18, I was like a mess, like yeah. a puddle on the ground. We were just standing in the kitchen. Both of us were just crying, yeah. and she's like, it, "It's gonna be okay." No. <laughs> we're like, "I know," but for you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody prepares you. There's nothing really that can prepare you for yeah. that feeling of letting go, in a sense, and trusting. You know, they've always been the Lord's, and so in that sense, like you're not really letting go, but just yeah. that knowing that they're going into this next chapter and feeling less of I don't know if it's you know, control, but yeah, you're releasing them to the Lord that like they're, they're moving into their next chapter. And that, that is so bittersweet because you are so proud of them. You see, you know, this person who they've grown to be and all that God's doing through their life. But at the same time, you kind of mourn the fact that you're never going to have those moments again, that they are 
like life does change and that's it's a beautiful thing but it yeah. it's, it was particularly hard for me to oh same kind of let go I mean, and move yeah yeah. Yeah. I had like a real panic attack. I, I've never had <laughs> passion for people with panic attacks. I'm like, oh, that that seems a little yeah. weird until I had one. Like I had a real one. Like after <laughs> he got drafted, everyone's mm -hmm. so excited. And I'm like, I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't, I mean, it was yeah. wild. I, I really struggled. And, um, but then like not to his face, it was all behind his back because I wanted to be like the mom right. that was <laughs> like, oh, that this is great. And then go yeah. to my room. Well, and you can probably yeah. hear us now. Yeah. It's not behind us. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, wonderful news. And then going. So good. It's so good. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. You, wild. you don't get to be a seven time hall of famer and multiple world series winner and all of that without making some sacrifices. And I think it's easy to like, automatically go straight to you matt and go like you obviously made the sacrifices to do what you did to be able to get to where you were but if we're honest like leslie probably made more sacrifices in a lot of ways what was that like and how did you guys continue to strengthen your marriage through that i mean it's 15 years of of pro is not that right 15 years in the major leagues and then in the, we in the major leagues yeah. Yeah. So we worked together in the minor leagues. So it was five years in the minor leagues. So yeah. Twenty years. Roughly, so yeah. How do you how do you avoid how do you a stay really close to one another in the middle of that with the traveling with the schedules with all that? Uh, how do you avoid the bitterness that could potentially creep in? Um, because Leslie, I'm sure throughout some of that, you felt like maybe you needed to give up some dreams to make that happen. Um, like, what did that look like for you guys? And and what do you say to like a young couple potentially who is just, you know, has a lot of dreams on their heart, has a lot of vision and a lot of, you know, drive and a lot of whatever, or, or just any married couple in general, because we all kind of have that to some extent, right? What did you guys do to keep that strong throughout that? I'd love to hear that from you, Leslie, just because, you know, that, that's the, you know. Yeah. You know what, Stephen, I had a, um, first of all, the first couple of years of our marriage were terrible. And so because of exactly these issues that you're talking about, like they were really hard. Um, but I think the glue that kept us together, obviously our family set a very, um, steady, steady path for us. Like yeah. divorce was not really an option. Like no one in my family's ever been divorced and Matt's family has a very high, um, ethics as well. And so that wasn't really an option. So that was good. And so that's one thing that is unromantic as that sounds like, I think young couples, when they go into marriage, like they really need to go in with a no trade clause. They really need to go in and say, no, <laughs> I'm committed to this deal. Burn you know? the ships, man. <laughs> yeah, burn the, yeah, this is it. And so I think that was a non-negotiable going in. Like uh, the vows were real and, 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 and like, I'm going to trust that God is going to get us through this. Right. So we had good mentors and um, I read a lot of books, uh, you know, but I would say the first couple of years were difficult for that. And I think it's unfair to be dishonest about that. Sure. Um, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of learning um, the best practice, right? Because my well, dad was I, I would say this too. Like, look, anytime like two selfish people like that have been yeah. living their lives yeah. solo come together and all of a sudden like- And young, we were young. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, this this sort of selfishness that's centered at the all of our hearts, like to try to break through that to where it's like really start to like, like pay attention to what she needs and, and vice versa- like, I think that that's everybody's story. Like, I don't think you can ever go in as like two selfish people. And then all of a sudden you're one and all the sacrifice that <laughs> it goes super smooth. So these people that like want to bail early, like, look, it's never going endurance, to be. Faithful endurance. Yeah. <laughs> you're just going to carry that process. into the next thing. Yeah. Like yeah. partnership of yeah. like, look, I, this might be ugly for a while until we find like sort of our rhythm of like, look, this there has to be like, you know, it's not just about me anymore. And then you bring kids into the fold and it's like, oh, and we're juggling all these different, like, okay, it's not just you. Like all of us, our spirits are so selfish. Um, so I, I don't want to cut her off, but I think that, that that's, yeah, that's, that's sort of the norm. I think at least in, in, in our experience. Yeah, and people like, don't talk about it. People you know, like, especially now with Instagram and all this stuff, like you see this beautiful 
picture of what this looks like. And I'm like, oh man, that's hard for these young, these newly married people in in sports or entertainment or whatever it may be. It's hard to see like, like all of the, the things that are very true, but that's not the full picture of how it goes. So I think I've, I think that I've learned over the last couple of years to just be very honest and say like what we have now is 22 chapters into the story. And right. we've learned a lot over the last 22 years together. And, um, but early in it, it was like just kind of this grittiness of like learning, okay, how do you work? How do I work? How do we honor the Lord? Because that's what we, that's kind of what we're building this thing on. Right. So how do we really do that? How can I tame my tongue? How can you not be <laughs> it? Right. Cause I, I was super <laughs> hard like super harsh back in the day. And so, but I would say the one thing though, Stephen, that I always had for Matt was a high level of respect. And so when we dated, uh, his sport was very important to him. His dedication was very important to him. And I always really respected and admired that. I think that as a young, I mean, we met when I was 18, 19 years old. And so I always thought, you know what, that's a quality in a man that, I want to learn more about because he was just so disciplined and I respected the heck out of him. And so even on hard days, there was always that in the back of my mind where um, I looked at him and thought, I'm so mad at you, but I really respect you, you know, like <laughs> like not helping in this area because you're so locked in in this area. Yeah. And, and then you just sort of start to learn like his intentions were not to hurt me. It's just, we're young and we're trying to figure this thing out. And, and I don't know. And and we have, and like the longer his career went and the more developed I became in my spiritual life, um, I really started to learn that selfishness is a, has a shadow side for sure, but there's also a lot of beauty in it. And the reason that he was able to accomplish the things that he was able to accomplish is because he set his mind to it and it did require a lot of sacrifices. And then he learned it doesn't have to be my wife and family, but when you're young and you're figuring out your career, uh, you think you have to go like, like so narrow focus that you leave out your, your wife and your family. But then he learned, I I would would say to you, like, look, when when you look back on it, like when, with, with 20 years and it it was a team effort. So like she missed out. Yes. Could she have been a doctor, a lawyer, something incredible uh, and, and, and pursue like, of course she could, she's brilliant, but the sacrifice, it was, it was our thing. Like once it became ours, like, this isn't my career. This is our career. The sacrifice on both sides, her traveling, (laughs) she would bring the kid because look, as, as a guy that I'm, I'm a person that I need my people. And so I'm not a guy that can go 10 days, three weeks. These, some of these guys, and I don't know that it's healthy. Right. And, and her sacrifice of, of bringing the kids on the road and traveling with two, three, four young kids on an airplane to try to get a connection to make it to LA or to make it yeah. to Austin <laughs> or to make it like the sacrifice that it took for her to bring our family, even if it was just for a three day series yeah. uh, so to break up two weeks apart. Um, that was something that we made a priority and she sacrificed big time for that. Mm-hmm. And so that helped us never go where you have these long lulls of not seeing each other, not connecting, not communicating, not to where a month later you show up and there's this kind of awkwardness of yeah. not, being around each other very much. And yeah. you know how it is. the phone is great. And even FaceTime is fine, but like, there's this, like, you know, trying to find that rhythm again. And so yeah. that was always something that we made a, a super high priority and any chance we get a, an opportunity to talk to young couples and baseball or, or maybe any sport, or, well, I guess, you know, anytime where you're traveling a lot, inter- entertainment, mm-hmm. like, look, it's, it's important to not go on these long stretches without seeing each other and spending good time together. And, and there's going to be sacrifice involved and it doesn't look pretty to to load up three kids under 10 and and put them on an airplane and make a connection <laughs> and stay in a hotel and I leave it too and she's got to entertain them and for the rest of the day and chase them around at the ball field and you know just it's so it's 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 not always going to be easy and i think that yeah. sometimes you, you want to give jackson and you want to give young players like hey these are the bumps that we saw and we want to help you but you can't shortcut it. Like, look, there's going to be like, you're going to have adversity. You're going to have right. hard times and sacrifice. But, yeah. um, you know, I just think that those were the most important things, I think, 
for our 20 years in pro sports and where yeah. we're at now, how we sort of survived a lot of the things that other people don't survive. Yeah. Um, and like she said, like, look, this isn't, there's no, there's no out clause. Like, look, we're, I mean, there's going to yeah. be hard days, but there, that's not on the table. Like divorce is not on the table. And so when you take that out of the equation, you never go there. And then, you know, I think that that seed of sometimes when people go there, that seed of there's something better, uh-huh. uh, there, there's a better, you know, person for me, like that, that was never an option. And I yeah. think that that's something that's crucial. And I became better and he became better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that yeah. was that was the cool thing about just the Holy Spirit and spiritual formation and getting into the word of God and seeking mentors and guidance is, is like, yeah, like nine or 2000 version of Leslie holiday was awful, but now we're at 20, what, 22. I'm way better than I was. Right. Yeah. Because the, the Holy Spirit's in me and I've yeah. grown and I am better. And so it's just like, but we stayed, I mean, we were, we were committed and it was ugly those first couple of years. Um, yeah. but that's all right. That's all right. And so oh, it's just now it's not, and he's my best bud and, and it did help. And that, that would be an area of encouragement. I would say is like, what, when, when you marry somebody that has ambition and has dreams and has things that they're capable of doing, it's wise of a husband to say, this isn't my career. This is our career. And I, and it's not going to last forever. And so like now I am, I mean, I am doing, you know, I may not be a, like a real doctor, but now I'm like, what? And I'm a soul doctor. Like I'm going to encourage yeah. your soul. So, yeah, I have been. Awesome. I love but it's like, I mean, you don't play forever. And yeah. so you can do these things after, you yeah. know, after a career is over. And I have lots of friends in pro sports that, you know, that do have careers. And that's wonderful, too. Um, you know, wonderful. And we've talked about it before. Like, sometimes when you get to our age, like, you look back and go, dang, I wish we'd appreciated that more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we appreciate the time in St. Louis more. Like, and, and the ministry, it's a built-in ministry. Like, you have people in your sphere of influence when you're playing where it's like, Look, I'm in the locker room with these same dudes from different countries and different yeah. beliefs. And like you have a real opportunity to minister to people in a voice of people, like a known sphere of influence. Yeah. And when you're done, it's like, well, you know, you try to find this sort of rhythm of yeah, who is my sphere of influence? Where yeah. are we doing ministry? And we found a good like sort of zone here with the college kids and things, but um I think you look back and you go, while that was difficult, it was awesome. It was good. And it was, you miss part elements of that, that um, sometimes talk about like as as young people, you don't, you you just can't appreciate it like you can when you've, you know, you're down the line. Let's take a break to thank our sponsor for this week's podcast, ZocDoc. Guys, ZocDoc has been our go-to recently with the kids and all cold and flu season all among us. We just want to make sure that we're getting them the best care when they need it. That's right. And sometimes it's tricky to find times that work for both of us and the doctor. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. ZocDoc makes it easy to find quality doctors in your network and in your neighborhood. Plus, with real, verified patient reviews, you can find the right doctor for you one that actually remembers your name. And with ZocDoc, booking an appointment with a doctor that suits your needs, fits your schedule, and is in your network is so easy. All you have to do is go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment, in person or remotely, that works for your schedule. So, go to ZocDoc.com slash MillerFam and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z. O C D O C dot com slash Miller fam. ZocDoc.com slash Miller fam. Well, that's one of the so biggest true. things that stood out to me when I would come down and stay with you guys for spring training and, and all that is that you, you were veterans at that point, you know, and you, you did have the respect and the attention of the team. And you were, you were these guys who had like really walked that road. And Leslie, you were like, hanging out with all the other wives and kind of showing them the ropes. And like, that was a very cool thing. Like, and, and Matt, you had all the younger players and they were all looking to you for like, you know, give me wisdom, like help me, help me find my way in this whole thing, you know? And there is sort of this sense that like, because you fought it out and because you went hard with it and because you're so committed to being who you are, 
um, and not like covering that up or like trying to fit in or whatever, like you, you, you found an authority. God like gave you an authority uh, amongst your, your peers and the people kind of that you were working with that I think was very unique and, and really, um, really powerful, you know? Um, and you just see that. I mean, I, I'm, I was the outsider, so maybe it was more obvious to me. Uh, cause I, I didn't know half the people that we, you know, hung out with or whatever I was, I, but you could tell, like, they were like kind of looking to you guys for like guidance and, and, and wisdom and in a variety of things, you know, like not just baseball, but marriage. And, and, uh, you know, I think Leslie, you were like leading some of the ladies through a book. Uh, if I remember right, the book was called like hand in your God card or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jackie Kendall wrote it. It's like yeah. surrender junior God badge. It's a great book. Yeah. And I just, it just like stood out to me, like even from that small glimpse that I got into sort of that little ecosystem that you guys were building and had built. And what's fun is that now it's kind of coming full circle, right? Like uh, the news has just come out recently. They all going back to St. Louis, right? For um, yeah. That's a pretty cool thing because, uh, you you have that level of authority in your life to be able to speak that into these young players and and even to, to some of these seasoned players, you know, and even especially with St. Louis, the Cardinals in specific, like there are several people on that team still who are like very like minded, you know, in that in that regard, which is a really cool thing um, to see y'all being able to go back to that kind of family and uh and i i can't wait to see like what god does in this next season through your ministry there um both of you you know as as a couple and matt as the bench coach and like it's just it's really exciting to to, to watch i'm excited so. yeah i just think like look like you know relationally like your sphere of influence like it doesn't like it might get you in the door that I was a really good baseball player or Cardinal Hall of Famer or whatever, but it still comes down <laughs> to like just like building yes, relationships. You know, heart Hall of Famer, yeah. That's all. That's all. Well, I mean, I think people respect that. Like, so you, you really do respect that. But people don't allow you into to speak into their like their souls until they know you care. Yeah. And so the relational part of is exciting to me. Like, look, showing guys that look, I I don't have any ulterior motive. Like, I'm not. I'm not job hopping. I'm not trying to get to the top. Like, look, I just want to help. I want to be part of something that's bigger than myself. I love the organization. I love Ollie. I love um, a lot of the players on the team I have close relationships with. And when we love pro sports and the idea of Im impacting uh, lives of people that we've sort of been our, like our, our people, our family. Um, so to have the chance to kind of get back into that, um, you walk into the door saying, okay, I know that people look at me because I, I did have a successful career, but it's my job to go in and build relationships. And, and if I want to have an impact both, uh, on the field and, and helping our team and have an impact on marriages and, and lives and, and, and their faith. And, and, and so it starts with like, okay, starting over and building relationships and, and having, uh, building this equity that people can actually know that you care. And so it helps you be a better coach one, because they trust you that you're, you're in it for the right reasons. And, and two, um, when they have real hard questions or things happen in their life that you can be somebody that they can turn to, um, and ask for advice and, and know that, uh, that you care and that you've been through some hard things as well. Uh, so that you get a chance to speak in. And I think that that's something Leslie and I both love about pro sports and, and just our baseball uh, experience is taking our experience that God has, has both in the valleys and, and in the mountaintops and allowing us to sort of use that. That to me is the most uh, gratifying and fulfilling part of our lives is like when you get to take your experiences and, and offer um, even just being next to somebody or coming alongside them in hard things. And so uh, that, that's something that excited me and, and Leslie both about, uh, jumping back into a world that we're very, very familiar with, that we love, that we're part of, that we still, you know, with our PAO involvement. Um, there's just something about being in a room, even at PAO with with pro baseball players, young ones in our own house with young aspiring baseball players yeah. who want to get married and have kids. And 
um, that's just sort of something we both have a passion about. So I think it's something we're looking forward to um, coming up. And it's going to be an adjustment for our family just because we've been so used to the last four or five years of of a kind of a, a more um, normal uh, family dynamic. But um, we also are very familiar with 20 years of of chaos. And so yeah. we're uh, we're going to see how that goes. But I, I do think that. it's exciting when you talk about impacting uh you know, sort of 21 to 29, 35, you know, it's, it's, you, you know, it, it goes from peers like me and Adam, you know, who played together a long time to, you know, 21 year old kid who is more like Jackson. So like, right. it's just wide range of a major league roster that is, is, uh, is fun to think about. Yeah. And you so just cool, can't man. take people where you haven't been yourself, you know? And right. so I think there's a, a beauty in that, you know, um, in, in working at, PAO like I do now and then Matt getting back into the job that he's going to start up in February it's like it's just such an honor to be able to encourage those to hey let's 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 build a firm foundation in Christ you know and so let me let me show you why that's valuable you know and so I I think that but again like I like our story I mean I I wish we would have had you know maybe shaved a couple hard years off at the beginning (laughs) because had some lingering effects, but I think that it's, it's cool to be able to say like, okay, we reflect on the last, it'll be 22 years, December 30th. You reflect on those 22 years and, and we've built this, this marriage and this life that I'm really um, astonished at some days, but super proud of, you know, that we hung in there and we, you know, endured with, with Jesus at the, you know, leading the way. But it was, but you just can't take people where you haven't gone. And, and so I love the opportunity to, to work with pro athletes. And um, anyway, it's, it's an honor really. Yeah. One of the big things I would say to our, to our listeners, people who are watching or listening, we have people from all over the world, from all kinds of different walks of life who follow our story and watch the podcast and all that is that what I think you can see is, uh, it doesn't really matter what you do. Like you have influence and you have the ability to um, be a light and you have the, the ability to be like a force for good, whether you're a believer in in our faith as a Christian or not, like you have that opportunity. If you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a, a nurse, if you're a teacher, if you're a garbage man, like all, all these different things that you do, um, it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to be a, a lot of people had, when I was in ministry, we had this like really interesting, like misconception that you had to be a pastor to like yeah. make a difference in the world or something. I don't know, but we do YouTube now, which I didn't even think was a thing until literally a couple of years ago. And I, I think in some ways, like I find that so much more fulfilling in a lot of ways that we get to have a, uh, the ability to speak in people's lives and and be an influence and be a light and be an encouragement and be, you know, a message of hope and all of that. You guys are showing that you can do that in in sports. I mean, I know people who literally take orders at a coffee shop and make people's day, you know, like what I love about it is if you have the right perspective and you have the right outlook and you have the right attitude, you can really be a force for good wherever you are, you know? And you can be like a hall of famer (laughs) diaper changer, you know, like, and and that, and that will change the world. Like one, one, one thing at a time, you know, Um, you don't have to be in professional sports or on social media or whatever to do that. And so I just love you guys example that that was your, your goal and and has really, you've really kind of done it, you know, in a lot of ways and continue to do it. So that's why we want to have you on. I don't know that necessarily everyone watching this is like a big time sports person per se, but like you guys just transcend sports. You know what I mean? To me, like you're not like the sports couple. Like to me, you're just like amazing people that we love, you know? Well, I would say like if, you know, if uh, if we're going to pattern our life after Christ, one thing that Jesus did really, really well when you study scripture is he would see people and you see it all the time, like the one, the one, the one, like the prodigal and the lost coin and the lost sheep. And, and you see it with the woman that was bleeding and you see it with the woman that was caught in adultery. I, I teach women's stuff. So I'm just like yeah. highlighting all, all women. the women, women's examples. 
But, there are a lot of them. The which shows the Samaritan Jesus... woman, like you know, <laughs> and so it's just like Jesus Christ saw the one, and that life, the ripple effect of that one life changed the world ultimately. And so I think if we're going to pattern our life after Christ, you are responsible to see people, and you're responsible to love people, no matter your vocation. And um. And it's an, it's just such a joy to be able to partner with Jesus. Again, like I understand that there's lots of religions that listen to this and that's okay, but I'm, my allegiance is to Christ. So I'm going to talk about Jesus a lot. Sure. And yeah, so yeah. the deal where it's, it's one of those things where I just think we, we underestimate the value of one another. Like when, when you hear people say that, well, that's, that's a pastor's role or that's so-and-so's role or that's so-and-so's role. Don't you dare undervalue your life and the yeah. things that that God's gifted you with and the circumstances that he's placed you with and the story that he's writing for you and there's a responsibility that we have because of the cross of Christ that that we are to see the one and in order to pattern our life after Christ you better you better start seeing the one right and yeah. and loving them well and who knows the who knows what their story is going to be like, right? And so I just think what an honor it is to be able to take it seriously that we're all image bearers created in the image of God and be able to see people and restore their dignity and give them like catapult them into whatever lane, you know, that that they're yeah. going to go in. So I don't know. I, to me, that is such a adventure when you think about um, no matter what vocation you have at this time, you know, and so our stories, that's what I've loved about the podcast. And I'm sure you guys are the same way. It's like the stories you get to hear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really have not met a boring person yet. Like I, I thought maybe went into a conversation, ah, this is going to be a drag. But then at the end, you're just like, wow, yeah. <laughs> everybody, has, everybody has this incredible, incredible story. Really? I mean, if yeah. you, if you know this, you're doing this. And so um, it's cool. It's cool yeah. to see how God can use all of us. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And your podcast, Table 40 Podcast, for you guys who don't know uh, about that, that y'all have like 120, how many episodes do y'all have? I have no idea. It's a lot know. of that. Y'all been doing that a while. We started in COVID, when COVID yeah. first started. So it's, it's amazing. It's going on like two or three years. You guys, uh, if you haven't subscribed to that, y'all need to subscribe to the Table 40 Podcast. It's really good. We actually did the podcast with them. This would have oh, been yes, maybe a year and a half ago, two two years ago. Good lord, yeah. two years ago. No, 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 not two years. It was a while. It was a while. It was. It's been a bit, but like, yeah. we love it. It's so uh, it's been fun. Like she said, it's cool. Like people, everyone has a story. It's it's interesting to hear. You know, like even people you meet on the street. Like, it's, yeah, people are a lot more interesting maybe than we give them credit for. Yeah, no gotta doubt. See them. Yeah, see them. That's so good. It, it, it's it's you have to take the time to like get to know the person, you know, yeah. and social media makes that hard to do, you know, because you can hide behind a, a screen and a, a keyboard and be kind of a rude a-hole, you know, yeah. well, and, and also like, there the are modern, a lot of them. Huh? The modern world is also so busy and like, it's easy to fill your time with so many distractions that it's hard to see all the people around you. Cause you're just managing all these things in your life. And yeah. so the ability to slow down and take a step back and be able to be intentional about seeing the people around you and the opportunities to connect with others is really important, but you do have to slow down. To do yeah. That. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, I am personally very, very excited that you're going to be living half of the year in St. Louis and doing all that. That's a lot closer to us. So it's like four hours away instead of, I think, like 10. Oh, yep, Penny so will have to come back. We'll take a picture yeah. 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 That'd be yeah, so fun, man. That. Yeah. And then down in Florida, I'm down there a good bit leading worship anyway. So we'll come down, hang out for that as well. But this is like, a step closer to getting to see you guys more again, which is great. So I was like, man, we shouldn't have to like do a podcast to catch up. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I, we talk about this all the time. Like life's just, it goes crazy. Like crazy. It's like we just, yeah. You get yeah. people, you do want to do things and like even friends, like you're like, man, we should connect with them. And then like next thing yeah. you, know, you haven't seen them. In three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so true. Yeah. We on time. Yeah. It's like that meme. It's like, uh, friendship as an adult is like telling someone we really should get together 
every day (laughs) until you die (laughs) or something like that. It's it's so hard. But man, we're so glad that you guys came on today. I know it's uh, you have a busy, crazy busy schedule with all your kiddos and just everything y'all are doing. So, so glad that y'all came on. But um, tell people where they can find you, uh, how they, how do they follow you on the social medias and you know, the podcasts and all that good stuff. So don't buy anything (laughs) off of Matt's Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Don't connect that way. Somebody hacked my Twitter, and now with all these firings. I'm having a really hard time like getting it claimed or just wiped off or whatever. Oh, no. And like people text me like, hey, uh, uh, you, did your Twitter get hacked? I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm selling PS5s out the back of my trunk. Like, you, you, should, <laughs> you need one? Like, We've fallen on hard times. They don't know whether to take me serious or not. I like to leave them hanging for a while. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. My Twitter got hacked. Or, <laughs> now they're selling shoes on my Twitter. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, hey. Did you just have a lot of shoes left over or what? And I'm like, yeah, I, do you need a pair? Like I have size 12. <laughs> they don't know what to do. And I'm like, so oh, my funny. I like to leave people hanging, but that is not me on Twitter. I'm working to get my Twitter account back. Hilarious. Um, and then uh, we both have Instagram. I mean, yeah. But Are you going to change know. your Instagram name? You're not going to be uh, Matt Holiday OSU anymore, yeah? Yeah, I guess I probably should. I think I changed the <laughs> profile. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I probably need to do that. I changed the profile. <laughs> uh, well, go follow him. On. Yeah, every now and then I post something cool, uh, but not We're pretty lazy well. on social media. Yeah, beautiful family though. I love the family pictures you guys posted. Uh, yeah. I don't know when that maybe a month ago or something like that. But I was like, I told the man, I was like, we need their photographer to like we'll we'll go down to Oklahoma and take some pictures. Come on down. Yeah. Come out to the <laughs> some pretty picturesque places. Mm-hmm. Love it, man. Awesome. Well, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you guys for watching today. If you have not already subscribed to this podcast, we would love for you to do that. You can do that anywhere podcasts are, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, whatever here on YouTube. If you're watching, love you for, for you to subscribe. This is like our one of our last episodes of the season, uh, but there's a lot here and a lot to go. So we're so excited for that. Um, and hopefully you enjoyed this. If you did, leave a little bit of a review if the, if you're if you didn't enjoy it don't re- leave a review <laughs> like at all just just uh, ghost us and that'll be okay and if you want to hear something from us you can always slide into our dms on instagram at the miller fam uh nothing shady hopefully and just keep it you know pg because we have kids you know <laughs> and also we love jesus so anyway we love you guys we can't wait to see you next time bye bye <laughs>